Hunters to another edition of Two Blokes and a Punt with myself, Lockie McDonald, and the big dildo, Dylan Hall. How are you, brother? Uh, yeah, doing well. Um, it's been a big week. Um, very much looking forward to this Easter break. So, but yeah, doing well, mate. How are you going? Uh, uh, look, uh, did myself a little bit of a mischief on the weekend. Um, <laughs> Had a couple too many red wines at one of my good mates' weddings, and uh, I've actually blown my knee out. I'm waiting on scans. Um, definitely think MCL and waiting on a scan to have a look at ACL. So uh, yeah, mate, I'm I'm kicking goals. Oh, mate! As I said to you during the week, it was bound to happen to one of us. Uh, I'm very surprised that it's taken this long. Yes, so am I, and I don't know if I'm too surprised that it happened off a sporting field. <laughs> um, but look, just got to roll with the punches, don't you? That's it, mate. You know, I'm expecting you know, to do a, some sort of ankle or something next week at our other friend's wedding, so it um, where it uh, might come around full circle. Yeah, look, if I might hit you in the ankle with my crutches. Perfect. Yeah. I need, I need a couple of days off work. Yeah, and uh, we can change the name of this podcast to Two Cripples. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All righty. Um, look, big weekend of sport last weekend. Um, you know, I gave a few little predictions about the Masters. Uh Got our bet home quite comfortably with Shane Lowry. Uh, Lowry. Had him to finish top 10 at $4.20 and he finished tied third yes. uh, with Cam Smith. Uh, overall winner, uh, played fantastic, and that was uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, yeah, biggest I, I missed yeah. his first round. Oh, not, sorry, not first round. I missed that. I think it was the second round where he went ballistic and had a massive... He shot a 64? Uh, no, I don't think he had a 64. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find uh, his actual rounds. Um, just bear with me. Uh, Rory McIlroy had a 64 in the last. Uh, yes, he did, yes. Uh, which was very impressive to watch. And the way he finished it off <laughs> made it even better. Uh, uh, yes. Coming out of the bunker. And then his playing partner for the day, uh, Colin Morikawa, did the exact who, same I, who I picked to win it, did the exact same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Scotty Seffler had a 67. 67, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. It was um, McElroy who had the 64, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought Mahura was the only one with the uh, 64, but that tied the course record. Okay, I didn't uh, know that, yeah. I came out and said in our podcast last week that anyone who put money on Rory McIlroy was throwing it away, and that blew up in my face uh, pretty dramatically. Well, well, technically, you were correct because you said if they put money on Rory McIlroy to win, they're throwing money away, and he didn't win. So, yes, but our betting partners at Sportsbet 
actually had a play going and if you put a bet on the masters and finished in the top 10 uh, you got up to $50 cash back so did they really throw it away well it depends on if they're like me and you go ridiculous with your bonus bets then yeah they probably did yeah okay right um, yeah look that that round by McElroy was great uh our boy Cam Smith I read an interesting stat today uh, he actually finished with the most birdies in the competition at 22. Probably doesn't help when you're hitting a triple bogey on a par three. Oh, mate, he was he was frustrating to watch the last day. Birdied the first, and I was just like, yeah, come on, boy. And then by the end of it, I was switching over to watch uh, Rory McIlroy play. <laughs> Yeah, he he, um, he really did shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, he he was very very frustrating to watch. Uh, you know, he was very inconsistent with his drive. Uh, had to play a lot of shots out of the trees. Um, so, yeah, he he did himself no favors. Uh, but the fact that he had the most birdies, you know, uh, that'll put him in good stead as well. Um, and then. You look at the story uh, of the Masters, and that was Tiger Woods uh, making a successful comeback, and that was fantastic to see. He made the cut, uh, which was even better. Uh, I did watch his second round, and he laboured quite a lot. Um, And just obviously he's going to look like a shell of his former self, but... He looked like he was in pain on that second day uh, getting around. But I feel like the more he does that and the more uh, tournaments that he plays in and everything, uh, the more used to it his body will get. And yeah, he's, hopefully his body doesn't break down on him because he still managed to play some good golf. Well, he, he, he shot his four rounds were 71, 74, 78, 78. So obviously those last two days, yeah, he probably didn't have the fitness um, to sort of get through it. I know that sounds a bit silly to people who haven't played golf, but it is quite draining on the body uh, doing that. Yeah, especially when, yeah, especially when you're walking, <laughs> and and especially when you're coming back from pretty much shattered legs. Um, yeah, know, it's a, it's a I, I'd take my hat off to Tiger. Um, what, what is he now? Is is like. 45 or something, isn't he? So, you know... Yeah, he is. I think he's actually north of 45, to be honest. Yeah, so, um, like, as I said, I know people sort of think golf, you're not exerting yourself too much, but you really are. Um, but he's... Um, he... I was very happy that he came out and said that he's going to play in the Open. Yes, I was as well. Um, so. Definitely... Uh, he'll be one of the reasons that I tune in again to watch. Um, now, look, I've breezed past Scotty Scheffler, and he doesn't deserve it. Um, obviously, finishing first at minus 10 and still, what do you do? Three putted. Oh, three oh, putted the last. Oh, well, so when I was watching this, I didn't, I didn't read the scoreboard properly, and I thought he was on the 17th, not that he... Had finished the 17th and was on the 18th. 
I jokingly oh. said to go on the boys at work. I was like, oh, here comes the Scotty Scheffler downfall. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, oh, and, and they were like, they were what, like 30, 40 centimetre parts that he just, yeah. Um, yeah, so but, well, I think you I think you end up double bogeying that last hole. So yeah, who cares? That's what I'm mean. like, like. In reality, what he probably should have finished 12, 11 under. Um, yeah. So like you sit there and he's four or five shots clear. Um, yeah. I just want to say this bloke is well number one. Um, he is only twenty five. I'm pretty sure. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, sure. Fifty essential. Sure? Twenty-five years of age. Damn it! The only reason why I knew that for sure was because I kept mentioning it when I was listening to it. Yeah, um, okay. But like this kid, he's twenty-five. Um, yeah, he's got a very bright, well, providing he can keep on, he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Look, he just won two point seven million dollars. That's what I was about to say. He's also just won two point seven million. I know I said just before that it was tough, but tough playing golf. But he literally just won two point seven million dollars for hitting a little white ball around a golf course. Yeah, <laughs> obviously it's yeah. pretty tough to do that. But he, um, no, he, to be honest, he just played what he needed to do. Mm, yeah, um, he he played consistent golf. Um, yep, like he, was, he, he 69, 67, 71, 71. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what you needed to do. Um, yeah, and he wasn't going out there and trying to belt the cover off the ball and everything. He knew his game. Uh, obviously, Augusta suits his game, and he just hit the ball cleanly all weekend. Yep. Um, I, I did see an interesting stat. I don't know if you have seen it. And it was in regards to the quickest time to become golf's number one player. No, I didn't. So it used to be held by Tiger Woods at yes. 254 days or 55 days or something around there. 250 days. Yep. Have a guess how long it took Scotty Scheffler? 123. 42. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I pretty much had the same face you just had. Wow. Yeah, that, that's incredible, isn't it? That, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm literally just only going on to his Wikipedia page now. Also, just I, curiously. I just finished updating it. Oh, uh, big lad too, by the way. He's six foot three, big lad. Hey, so I'd look him in the eye. Yeah, uh, six professional wins. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, forty-two days, man. It was incredible when I saw that. I was just like, surely not. Surely there's meant to be a one in front of that or something. But no, forty-two days. No, that can't be right. 42 days to become world number one. Because he played in the PGA Championship and got tied fourth in 2020. Yeah. yeah he hasn't been number two. one for two years. He's, he got number one um, the 27th of March, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. But 
like that's the stat that came up on the masters um thing and i was like oh shit wow no is it maybe they only determine days played golf like days that you play golf uh, that would make more sense yeah um, look up I'm, oh, I'm honestly not sure but yeah the stat came up at 42 days yeah well yeah um that's still even though like, like still though like that that's ridiculous like you know if it's taking tiger wood tiger woods 250 golf days to yeah. make it and he's done it in 42 golf days that's still it's yeah. ridiculous it's still ridiculous yeah. um yeah that's ridiculous um, yeah and um, so look uh, yeah, well, well done to Scotty Scheffler. Uh, well done to all of our punters who followed my tip in Shane Lowry, uh, the big Irish fella. Um, you know, nice payday there. But uh, let's move on to the NBA. Yes. Now, I'm going to quickly take over before you can say anything with this. I love um, it when you control. <laughs> uh, now... I've got two little bit, bits and pieces that I want to quickly talk about here. Uh, number one happened today, and that is the incident with Miles Bridges. Ugh, yes. Now, I don't know if many people have seen what has happened, but Miles Bridges, I haven't actually seen the lead up to what got him ejected, but um, Miles Bridges, Bridges was ejected from the game today um, on his way out proceeded to throw his mouthpiece into the crowd and has hit a poor young girl. Um, now, I saw a lot of comment on, comment, comments on this on Facebook, obviously. You know, that's where I've seen this. It's um, <laughs> where and, all the good stuff happens. Yeah, and, and I was quite... I saw the video... Um, and now the way that the, everyone sort of has talked about it is that he was aiming for this girl who was not aiming for this girl. He was aiming because there was a dickhead supporter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's, I, I, to be honest, I think he was trying to hit the supporter, even still that still bad. He's trying to hit the supporter, thrown it, hit this young girl. Um, I don't know if he's come out and apologised or addressed it or anything. I he's um, he, he has come out and asked for contact uh, yes. for this girl uh, yes. so he can reach out and apologise, and I'm so, sure she'll get a signed shoe or something. He will get something, yeah. Now, I want to attack this on two parts. First part is his behaviour. Now, I sit there and go, Miles Bridges, you're an NBA superstar, well, NBA star. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, you shouldn't be reacting and throwing your mouthpiece. Um, that's a bad look. Yes, he should definitely be fined or, you know, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if they come down harsh on him and give him a, a, a game suspension or something like that. Um, I expect a fairly large fine. Um, and, yeah, 100% should not have done it. You know, you've got to control your emotions a bit better than that. I think it was in the heat of the game as well. Like I believe it was in the third quarter that he got ejected. 
And, um, yeah, the Hawks were just starting to run away with it a bit. And, and that's so, what I mean. He's, he's clearly probably frustrated with the way the game's going. Then I, I, just, I haven't seen what led up to him getting ejected. Um, so he's probably... He got it. I wasn't sure if it was his second tech or his first tech, but he went up for a block and they called it a goal end. And he literally flexed so hard on the arm. Um, um, and like it, it, it was quite funny to see, but he's just walked <laughs> over and just like, what the fuck? That was clean. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then wow. I, I think it was... I think it was Terry Rosier ran in and tried to hold him back. I was just like, oh, my God. So on that part there, I sit there and I go, you know, I understand you're a young bloke, you're in the league, but you're in the play-in. Even if they had won that play-in and he gets suspended, you're out for the next, you know. And, and that could be, like, that could be the game that they could have, they should have won, like, in the play or in the final type sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I sit there and I go, yeah, Hit him with a book, do whatever you need to there. But this is the one that I want to address a bit. The fan. The fan. Yeah. Now, I understand that we're fans and you can, you think you can, we can sit there and we can boo, we can do all this type of stuff and, and, and yell at players and everything. But, you know, I, and, and, it's probably a little bit controversial, but there's going too far with it. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of times where I've been at the footy and, you know, you're yelling stuff out. But this bloke, you could clearly see him leaning over, sort of egging Michael Miles um, Bridges into this. Um, and then he sits there and plays like, you know, I didn't he do sits it. There. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, like he's, he's and, and that's what, I, and now I know in the NBA, there's, Obviously, there's a malice in the palace. There's, 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 there's a lot of instances that has happened with this. Um, and I think, personally, I think the NBA needs to have a bit of a crackdown. Um, obviously, there's been a lot that's happened over the last few years in Utah. Um, yeah. there's, there was a Russell Westbrook incident, you know. it's And I sit there, and I kind of feel for Miles Bridges a little bit. Like, yes, you, he, he's a professional sports person. He should be able to control his stuff and emotions and things like that. But at the end of the day, he's human. Um, if I had someone, if I was playing a game of basketball, I've just got wound up over a non-call or a bad decision, whatever, I've been ejected and I'm on my way out and I have some idiot leaning over the barricade, egging me on sort of thing. I would have probably done the exact same thing. Um, mm. well, actually, I probably wouldn't have thrown my thing. I would have probably turned around and abused the shit out of him. Um, but at times, I think as supporters, we get... Um, we feel like we're untouchable and we can say things like... like well, I, 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 now, once again, I don't know anything that was said, but we feel like we're untouchable and we can do whatever we want and that player has to cop it. Um yeah, and if they do bite and go down the path that uh, Miles did, it's a really bad look on him. He gets in trouble, and that bloke goes, "Oh, did you see what I did to him?" Yeah, you know, but um, and, you know that that bloke's probably gone to the pub after and be like, "Watch all the replays. That's me. That's me." You know, like I've, you know, he's going to get like a you know twenty five thousand dollars fine or whatever it is because me, I did that. I did that. 
Like, fuck me, mate. Like, meet him in the car park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I think, um, I think it's something I probably in prior years wouldn't have been too aggressive, well, not aggressive, but too passionate about. But I think in the last few, especially in the AFL, when you hear about all the um, uh, players copying stuff, for, you know, oh, you let my multi down, you're, you're a shit bloke, yeah. all this type of stuff, or, all the racism that has been coming along. Um, I was quite shocked last year when Paddy Ryder and Chad Wingard and, and those boys kept posting um, what fans were sending to them after a bad game. Um, and it's, um, I think we're getting to a turning point where, you know, yes, we hold sports people to a higher esteem and expect better than them, than the average person. But sometimes it's unfair. Um, yeah. Like, would that bloke sit there at a pub and do that to a bloke? No, because the bloke would probably turn around and, and absolutely wallop him. Um, yeah, they, they think they've paid their money. They can do whatever mm-hmm. they want. Look, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, much like yourself, that uh, I have been that bloke who yells out and does, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I'm not going to... Yes, I started a chant that Stuart Broad's a wanker. Um but Stuart Broad's a wanker. But that's right. Yeah. I'm not going up to him and, you know, getting in his face and uh, uh, like it was all within the spirit of the ashes, I believe. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't attacking him directly. I wasn't getting into his family, stuff like that, like... Who knows what this bloke said, but it was obviously enough to fire him up. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, um, I, th- I think, yeah, it's it's a bad day. Well, not a bad day, but it's a bad look for the NBA with what Miles Bridges did. But I think what gets glossed over a little bit is, is what that fan did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and as I said, it, it, there's, there's starting to become more and more instances that's happening in the NBA. Um, and there needs to be a bit more, I think, on the fans' part of, you know, not thinking that they're invincible and untouchable. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. There needs to be sanctions put in place to prevent that. Um, you know, whether it becomes like the ice hockey and they put a full barricade up and everything, or like you look at all their other sports, uh, you know, you've got the uh, the glass in ice hockey. You've got uh, the field is actually lower dramatically in NFL than what the stands are. Uh, same, same with baseball. Baseball, yeah. Like, if it keeps going, is that going to be the way it goes? And then that takes away from part of the NBA experience. Yeah, and um, and, and yeah. So I don't know what the alternative is other than. People pulling their heads in. Yeah, we'll be waiting forever for that, mate. That's it. That's but we'll it. move on. We'll move on to a um, lighter note. A, a lighter note. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You should take charge more often. Uh, and we'll we'll go through the uh, the results of the play-in tournament so far. 
so we had uh, Brooklyn defeat Cleveland 115 to 108 yesterday and Minnesota defeat the Los Angeles Clippers 109 to 104. Uh, takes on any of those games, Dylan? Um, to be honest, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn game was a bit expected. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, you get Kyrie and Kevin Durant firing, and, and yeah, it's, uh, you expect that. Um, the Minnesota game was an interesting one because um, if I remember correctly. Um, Carl Anthony Towns had a fairly average day out. He got he got fouled out early. He only played 24, 24 minutes or 22 yeah, minutes. Yeah. But he shot three from 11, uh, had 11 points, five rebounds. Um, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell took that game over. Um, Anthony Edwards scored the first seven points for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And... Every time they gave the ball to Carl Anthony Towns, either towards the low post or out on the wing, he got double teamed. Yep. And because Jared Vanderbilt is a defensive player and doesn't offer so much on the offensive end, what they did was they guarded Cat with... Uh, I believe it was Nicholas Batum and then um, Zubax came over to help. Yep. And look, it it seemed to work because Cat looked so frustrated, silly fouls and just couldn't get out of the habit. Yeah. um, But yeah, I I think I thought it was a very interesting game. Um, If I was the Timberwolves, um, I would very much be making uh, Anthony Edwards our marquee or our franchise player. Oh, yeah. You know my opinion on that kid. So um, what the kid's doing at the moment is ridiculous. Um, yeah. 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 And then you, yeah. Just look at, you just look at what Pat Bev has come out and said, and he is... Pat Bev is creating a uh, what's culture in Minnesota, which they have not had since Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I think Patrick Beverly is an interesting character. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um, does he go too far sometimes? Yeah, he does go too far sometimes. Um, yeah, but- He's that hard-nosed player. You know, he's not the most skillful player, but what he does do, and this is part of the thing that I love, is he gets in opposition's heads. Yeah. Um, well, and how, and how many and times have, that happens? No, how many times have we seen Pat Bev guarding LeBron James? He wants um, that matchup. He's going after him. He's just a dog. Yeah, it's the same as the same as you know. He, he's got Steph Curry frustrated. He's got Russell Westbrook frustrated. Um, yeah, you, you know he's getting. Smart, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know, I've not a lot of respect, but you know, I, I like the way that they, 
as I said, sometimes they go a bit, bit far, but I, I like what they do sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we move on to today's games, and we had Atlanta absolutely wiped the floor with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, bye bye, Charlotte. And New Orleans get the job done over San Antonio, and that's a bye bye to San Antonio. Yeah, so it, this is really interesting because I watched about five minutes of the San Antonio Pelicans game um, during my lunch break today. I think San Antonio is not getting enough props. Um, like, I know that, what they finished 10th. Yep. Um, but you look at their starting five. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, how the hell is this team potentially pushing for a playoff spot? Yeah. Just off the top of my head, it's uh, DeJounte Murray, Josh Primo, Jakob Pertle. Keldon Johnson and uh, Devin Vassell. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, good. Um, and then yeah. off the bench. So off the bench, they've had Josh Richardson, uh, Zach Collins, Trey Jones, and Lonnie Walker. Now, I'm not going to lie. You take of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. You take eight of those players and put them on. Any other team in the league? Well, actually, there's probably one, two teams that will probably start a few of these. But none of them would be starting anywhere else, except for maybe your OKCs, your Houstons. Yeah. But, and yet they're somehow made to the plane. I think you're giving a little bit of disrespect to Jakob Pertle there. Um, Potential, yeah. I can cop that. Yeah, he has him prove dramatically as a rim protector. Um, I I really like his game. I was a little bit disappointed when think, uh, sorry, uh, Raptors got rid of him, but look, resulted in a championship, so oh well. Yeah. So it um mind you like his stats though, like I know he's a bit probably a bit more I don't I haven't watched many San Antonio games to be honest, but it was probably by things a bit more of a, a defensive player, but his stats are the 13 and a half points per game, 9.3 rebounds per set game, 2.8 assists. Um, not like yeah. world on fire in terms of stats. No. Um, but That's what not what he's there for either. Yeah. Like, as a team today, that, well, this is probably not a good thing, but as a team today, they had three blocks and four steals. Yeah. Um, so I find that a bit interesting. Mind you, poor, poor old New Orleans had seven blocks. Um, but I think I think a little bit more needs to be said about San Antonio and New Orleans. Um, New Orleans, you know, you've got CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes, uh, Herbert Jones. And on coming off the bench at the moment, you have Devontae Graham, Larry Nance Jr., uh, one Alvado and 
Trey Murphy. Um, once again, you've got three, you've got probably what three players in the starting five that would probably get gigs elsewhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, like they don't have those big, big names. Um, they they don't. But uh, what they do have is, uh, you know, New Orleans is developing a really good chemistry with yes. uh, CJ McCollum in there. Um, and I heard this while I was listening um, today. A lot of that comes down to head coach Willie Green. Yes. Yeah. Everyone in there raves about Willie Green. Yeah. Um, he, uh, the, the word that got used, and this was, this was this quoted from the commentators and then which was quoted from CJ McCollum and maybe Brandon, Brandon Ingram, is consistent. Willie yeah. Green, his message is always the same. It's you know, it's not necessarily a negative message or anything like that. But I think, I, I think he's going a bit underrated. Um, if he if he manages, to, you know, if Zion does stay, um, that team changes fairly, not dramatically, but that changes. Um, it would be interesting to see the fit. Um, and which one of the starting five coming out? Um, It'd just be Jackson Hayes, I think so. Um, but even still, you bring Zion. Even if Zion gets traded, you're going to get some good pieces for him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, they're on their up. Um, yeah, that, which is good. They'd get, Ju- they'd get Julius Randall back because he's going to the Knicks. Well, and look, to be honest. <laughs> I would take Julius Randall, even though he's had an average season. I would take Julius Randall. Um, get th- Just get him to buy in. That's it. Um, and I think Willie Green would be perfect for that. Yeah. And then go after like Emmanuel quickly to come off the bench or something, give you some scoring and, you know, a couple yeah. of picks or something. Yeah. yeah Where you go. Um, look, so we move in uh, to the finals of the play ins. Uh, so what we're going to do is going to change it up a little bit and we're going to go through a bracket. So we're going to do our bracket predictions. Uh, we'll start with the Western Conference play-in for the eighth seed. Then we'll go across to the Eastern Conference uh, for the eighth seed. And then we'll go all West Conference, all East Conference. How's that sound to you? You're all running this joint, mate, and I'm just here for the ride. Rightio. All right. So, New Orleans versus LA Clippers. Who gets the eight seed for you? Uh, well, I think this comes down to one player. Is Kawhi coming back? No. He's not? Oh, I'm calling it now. He won't play on Saturday. If Kawhi plays, I think the Clippers do it fairly easy. Um, if Kawhi doesn't play, it becomes a different ball game. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Pelicans do knock them off. Um, especially if CJ McCullough has another game. So I'm going to go Clippers. Yeah, I am going the Clippers also. Yep. Uh, 
we'll move across to the east and you've got Atlanta and Cleveland. Oh. This one's a really tough one because Trey Young went ballistic today. Um, yep. Well, he just was his normal self in the playoffs. To be honest, he actually had he shot one from seven from the three point line, so that's not great. Um, yeah, but he gets to the line enough. Yeah, and he had eleven assists. Um, I really want to say Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. I really want to say it. I really want that young Cleveland team to get into the playoffs. I really want them to. Well, they're talking Jared Allen might be back. I'd love for him to come back. Um, but in saying that, like, I don't know what happened to Isaac Okoro. Um, or does he normally only play 13 minutes? To be honest, I haven't watched too many Cleveland games. Uh, it sort of, sort of depends a little bit on what Kevin Love's doing and um, how the team's working around that. So no, normally around 15 to 20. Yeah, okay. Because uh, he started at shooting guard and I'm sitting there going, if Jared Allen comes back, he would be the guy that comes out and you just push everyone down. So you got yep. Karis LeVert at small forward, uh, Laurie Markin at power forward and Evan Mobley at centre. Jared yep. Allen's back and you push down. I think Cleveland win it. Right, yeah. So you go on Cleveland. Yep. I'm going Atlanta. Okay. I'm going to Hotlanta. All right. So I'll move into 1v8 uh, in the West. Suns, Clippers. Suns. Yep. Me too. Dallas, Utah. Now, this all depends on one player again. Yeah, doesn't it? If if Luka Magic is not in there, it is Utah. If Luka Magic only misses one game, I want to say Dallas. Um, but... Oh, I'm... Oh, it's hard to... Oh. That's what I'm going with. Going with if if Luca plays seven games, got to give you got to give me a pick. Oh, go Utah. I'm going Utah as well. Okay. Then. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm not confident in it, and look, it all does depend on uh, Luca. Yep. Did want to go Dallas, uh, and then Luca did the hamstring. Not sure on. It wasn't a hamstring, it was a calf, wasn't it? A calf, yeah, sorry. Uh, who did the hamstring? Um, anyway, someone did the hamstring yeah. uh, and they're possible. Uh, but yes, uh, I just, look, I can't say I like Utah at the moment. Um, but anyway, we'll just wait and see. Um, Golden State Warriors or Denver? This is another really tough one. I'm really upset about it. Um, I like both teams a lot. Um, 
I wish this was the next round matchup. But I think Golden State, they've got too much firepower. Yeah, it does depend on uh, Steph as well. Uh, look, Jordan Poole's been playing quite well for him. Clay's just starting to find a little bit of form. Uh, my concern for them is who's going to guard Jokic. Uh, I understand it'll be Draymond, but he's going to need some help. Uh, but I have to go on Golden State. And then we move into Memphis and Minnesota. Uh, I think this one's a fairly easy one for me. And that's Memphis. Uh, easy one for you. We've come up with the same answer. I think Memphis will win, but Minnesota are going to take games. Yeah, uh, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting one. Um, two two sides with... Two sides with minimal playoff experience. And I think Minnesota really match up well with Memphis. Um, but Memphis will get the job done on the back of Jamaran and Jan Jackson Jr. Yep. Yep. All righty, let's move over to the East. Or do you want to go your full bracket on the West? No, let's do the East. Oh, I'm not going to remember anyway. I've already forgotten half of the West stuff. So. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the West then. We'll finish up the West. Okay. Uh, so you had Suns and Utah. Suns. Golden State, Memphis. By then, Steph Curry will be back and it will be Golden State. Then we move into the Western Finals. Suns, Golden State. The Suns. All righty. So you can remember the Suns because I'm going the Suns as well. Oh. Yeah, we move to the East. Who are they playing in the Conference Finals then? No, that was it. No, for you. Oh, Golden State. Okay. Yeah, I went Golden State. Pick the same. Pick the same. Yeah, we've picked the same bracket for the West. Yep, uh, for yep, the West. Yep, 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 yep. One v eight in the East. Miami, Atlanta. More, uh, no, I went. But you went I, Cleveland. I went Cleveland, but it's going to be Miami. See, I've gone Atlanta, and I actually undenied about this. I. I think Atlanta are going to go all right, but I've gone Miami in the long run. Yep. Just uh, you know, older heads prevail. Uh, Philly, Toronto. Philly. I'm going Toronto. Yeah, of course you are. Uh, Milwaukee, Chicago. Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm going Milwaukee as well. Brooklyn, Boston. It's really, really tough, this one. This one's going to go seven. Um, I'll 
I'm going to go Boston. Boston, right? Eh? Boston in seven. Uh, I'm going Brooklyn in six, just because of the fact that I'm not sure about Robert Williams the third. Yep. Uh, so then we move on to for you. It's Miami versus Philly. And I'm going Miami. Uh, for me, it's Miami versus Toronto. And I am going Miami. I was, I was actually, uh, I was waiting for you to say Toronto. <laughs> and then I was going to, uh, the comment was going to be, do you have Toronto winning this? <laughs> uh, I think uh, Toronto can upset uh, Philly. Uh, look, when it comes to Miami, I think Kyle Larry knows how play look too well. And that will be the difference. Yep. Uh, then we move into Milwaukee versus Boston for you. I'm going Milwaukee. Uh, for me, it's Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and I'm going Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, so your Eastern Conference final is Miami versus Milwaukee. Yes. Who are you taking? I am taking <sighs> TikTok I'm motherfucker. Go Milwaukee. I'm going Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Right. Uh, mine is Miami Brooklyn. And I am going my uh, I'm going Brooklyn. Interesting. So from the play-in all the way to the NBA finals. Interesting. Interesting. So your um, finals is the Suns versus Milwaukee. A rematch of last year. Yep. Who are you going? And this year. There is only one team that will win the NBA championship this year, and that is the Phoenix Suns. Right, eh? Well, I've got a Suns and Brooklyn uh, final, and I have tipped the Suns. Perfect. So, we agree. We agree, mate. Everyone. We got there. Go out near. Like, draw down on your mortgages and whack it all on Phoenix to win the championship. They're probably they are paying $2. They are only one Chris Paul injury away. Yeah, but I, I don't even think that. I think in that Western Conference, the only time they're going to get challenged is in the conference final. Um, yep. Now, obviously, if Chris Paul goes down in the Western Conference final, then... Um, that could be a bit of a game changer. But they showed this year, not that they don't need him, but they can still do some good stuff without him. Yeah. Um, I think the person that they're one injury away from falling apart from is if Devin Booker gets injured. That is true. I think as much as Chris Paul can turn it on and score when he needs like sort of thing, I think he's the... Um, He's the bigger loss. 
Yeah. yeah. And look, he's become a much better passer since Chris yes. Paul's gotten to Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So we both agree on the Suns. Let's Hang move on. Let me, on let to... me just, oh, before we move on, let me just grab this here. So, um, why did that not come up? Uh, why is, oh, this is, God damn it. Sports bet. Ah, here we go. Phoenix Suns are paying $3.75. Go put 100000 on it. you got 375000 and off you go. In sail into the sunset. And this is coming from our financial guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, look, uh, this podcast is no way affiliated with Dylan Hall's uh, betting style. Um, <laughs> a little disclaimer. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, we do not. We do not. Uh, recommend that you double down on your house mortgage and put it on the Phoenix Suns. Well, look, if we're able to multi, this is this is a good multi though. I think that we can we can tie up here. I don't think we can if do you, it at the moment. If you say fucking Port Adelaide to win the fucking AFL, no, no. I was going to say if you go the Phoenix Suns into Chris Paul winning Finals MVP, oh yeah, then you can put the house onto it, but you can't do Finals MVP yet. Ah, spewing. Yep. Um, okay, so both agreed on the Suns. Let's move on to something else we agree on, and that is probably the best segment of our podcast, which is choice of two with two blokes. Yes, I like it. Do, already, I think we might need. To, I think we might need to come up with some intro music to. Uh, I can beat to this segment. Righto, Joel Turner, give it to us. <laughs> oh no, thank you. I was only. Oh no, no, you've got to do it now. No one wants to hear the beatbox. The listeners want it. Oh no, I, I no, I can't do it. I can't. You've do got it. You, you talk to big game. You got to do it. Go on, give the listeners something. No, I can't do it live. Can't do it live. Oh, just go, just go digging in your ear again. I can if you want. <laughs> That's a pretty good beatbox. I don't think anyone else can make that sound. Oh, bloody unreal! You are okay. <laughs> So, uh, my turn to ask the questions first. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Last possession of a game, you're down by one point. Who do you want to take the last shot? Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Okay. I I sit there and I think Kevin Durant will go down. He might not break the scoring record, but he will go down as top two scorers of the of, to have ever played. Yes. Yeah. I, I was just watching the game yesterday and I was watching Kyrie just put anything he wanted in and the same with KD and I was like, mm, shit, yeah, righto. Yeah. Um, you've already answered this one, but uh, Celtics or Nets? Celtics. I don't know yep. why I had to remember that then. <laughs> um, should Miles Bridges be suspended for throwing his mouth guard? Yes. Who should win Coach of the Year, Monty Williams or Taylor Jenkins? Uh... Um, 
neither. Oh my god, you're going to say it, aren't you? Uh, if I'm honest, I don't know who Taylor Jenkins is. <laughs> the coach of Memphis. Oh no, like I understand what they've done there, but no, 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 no. Uh, I would wouldn't mind seeing Eric Spolster. I know I mentioned this one other week that I wasn't a fan of Eric Spolster, but that Miami team were very average for a period of time there, and he's managed to turn them around and get them ready and get number one seed. So Memphis with the second-best record in the league, uh, even without their superstar in Ja Morant for 25 games, went 20-5. and five. Like, you don't think that this bloke has been able to do a phenomenal job and should be in the conversation? I should be in conversation. Because he is my coach of the year. Oh, fair enough. The other one that you could, you could, the other one you could potentially throw in there. I know that that was six seed, but um, Billy Donovan, um, he's turned that Chicago team round, and they've gone through a lot of adversity. Um, at one stage, they 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 were first seed in the East. I um, did think you were going to say Ime uh, Udoku. Nah. Uh, no, right. Okay, that's good. I I, I agree uh, with you that, uh, that that he should be in in, in in the conversation. I just don't think. He right, on. Oh, I disagree. Um, will speaking of coaches, will Pop retire? Um. No, I reckon he's got one more, one or two more years in him. Radio. Will Tiger Woods win another PGA tournament? No. Unless it's like the um, the old guys one. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> when will Penrith lose their first game? Not this weekend. Um, Not this weekend. Um. Agree with you about not this weekend. Uh, I I don't know. Like if I'm honest, I don't know. Uh, they won't lose to the Raiders next week. They won't lose to the Titans. The Eels game could be interesting, which is round nine. Yep. So they go. They uh, start the year eight and zero. Yeah. Or that's interesting. Oh, is that magic round? Um, round 10 will be the interesting one um, where they play the Storms. Oh, but it says it's Sun, Sun Corp. So it's, yeah, is that magic, magic round? round. Yep. Yeah. Will, when will Melbourne Demons lose their first game? Oh, fucking hopefully this week. I 
I don't think my they got the Giants this weekend. Yeah, they're not going to beat the Giants. I mean, they're they're not going to lose to the Giants. Okay. Uh, to be honest, potentially against Richmond, um, if Richmond can fire, uh, eventually they're going to. I reckon they're going to get a. Uh, uh, too big of a head and they're going to lose to someone silly. But in saying that, they've got a very good month coming up because you've got the Giants this weekend, then they've got Richmond, um, then they've got Hawthorne, then they have St Kilda. So there's eight no potential. And then they play West Coast over in West Coast potentially nine, and then they play North Melbourne, so potentially ten. <laughs> We're going along, mate. It's getting out of control. It's getting and, um, out of control. It's, oh, I think, I think they'll, they'll drop a silly game, so like like a Hawthorne or someone like that where they should win, but they sort of get ahead of themselves. But, yeah, I reckon Richmond or Hawthorne. Or yeah. And your last question. Without Charlie Dixon, can Todd Marshall step up and be the big? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, the reason why I'm saying no is because he doesn't play the way Charlie plays. Um, I'm, not ask, you... I'm, I'm not asking if he can fill Charlie's position. I'm asking if he can step up and play a dominant full forward role for Port Adelaide. That's Charlie's position. He's not a dominant full forward. He is the... If you look at the way we used him against Adelaide... No, this this, this is without Charlie. There's no Charlie yeah, involved. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm saying is that, that to use him in a similar... Like as a dominant full forward, no. He cannot play that role. He is not that player. The player he is, and you look at how we used him in Adelaide, and that is yeah, sort of a lead-up player where we're looking to hit him on leads or for him to float across a contest and take that. He needs to be on the move. He needs to be that agile, tall forward. Um, if we want to, if we if we want a full forward, that's your dominant full forward. It is. Gonna to have to be Jeremy Finlayson um, or a Sam Hayes. Um, I heard an unbelievable stat during the week that Port Adelaide did not target Todd Marshall at all in the Melbourne game. And I was literally I just about staggering. Yeah, I find that absolutely <laughs> staggering. Um, he, yeah, he. If we don't target him this week. Then I don't know. I'm going to be at the game. I'll go out there and I'll go belt some skulls or something. I don't know. Probably not belt some skulls because I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to cop the fine. Yeah. I was about to say we also just had this discussion about going too far and yelling, and the fans never ran it in. I will be that fan. <laughs> we'll be yelling at someone. Um, I, yeah, as I said, when I heard that started, it, it was unbelievable. It's ridiculous that we did not target him. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. All right. It's all good. That's you done for the week, mate. That's me done for the week. Um, right. So, sorry, I was, I was just looking at the teams to see who we've bought in. Um, <laughs> and, and funnily enough, Jeremy Finlayson may actually make it. Um, he's actually Jeremy Finlayson's been named. There you go. So there's our guy. All right. Sorry. Sorry, I digress. I digress. Are we going through? You're all right, mate. Um, so, now, a couple of my questions you've already answered, but I'm going to go through them anyway. Uh, yep. Number one. Now, Rory's shot was quite amazing. A term I heard was uh, one of the greatest master shots ever. Was it overrated? Uh, I think because it capped off his round of 64 um, that it might have been a little bit, yes. Yep. Yep. It was a good shot. Uh, yeah, well, it was a great shot. Um, now, you asked me this. Should Miles Bridges be suspended? Yes. Okay. Uh, should North Melbourne have the Good Friday game taken off them? Uh, you, you'll have to bear with me because I'm not that much of an AFL man. Is that a, a tra- yes, so far it's been a tradition that they have it. It's only been, we found this out today, this will be the fifth year that they've had it. They've been shit for five years, haven't they? Yes, they have. Okay. Um, who are they versing? This week, it's, it's the Western Bulldogs. I think it's the Western Bulldogs each year. I can't remember now, okay. to be honest. Uh, no, I'm happy to leave that game as it is. So, yes, they should still have a good Friday game. I'm so glad you said that because if you said that they should lose it, I was going to reach for the screen and belt you off. <laughs> right on, mate. Bring it on. <laughs> Um, should Bronny go to college or go straight to the pros, aka the G League? Oh, he needs to go to college. Yep. Yep. Uh, now, these are the two that you've already answered. I had Hawks v Cavs. Who wins? Obviously, you said the Hawks. Yes. And then I had the Pelicans v the Clips. Clips. Yes. Uh, now, very similar to uh, your question about uh, will, when oh, will uh, I, sorry, I, I actually just realised I missed one of your questions. I'll get back to you at the end of the end okay. of my round. Okay. Uh, uh, similar to your one about Penrith, when will they lose a game? However, mine is will the West Tigers win a game? Yes. Uh, have the Lakers overreacted by firing Frank Vogel? There had to be a scapegoat. 
Um, a lot of people in the Lakers front office are actually clutch guys. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think they have overreacted in firing Frank Vogel. Uh, look, they didn't give him a whole heap to really work with chemistry-wise. And I'm hearing reports they want to, like LeBron wants to sign Mark Jackson or they're going to go after Nick Nurse from Toronto, something like that. They could just stick a dummy I, there. And I, uh, going to you want Howard's name thrown around? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, they... Yeah. Yeah, it would be yeah, interesting because would... he's a very, very passionate man, Johan Howard, and it would be interesting to see how he would take some of the shit that Frank Vogel has had to cop. Yeah. Um, I, I feel for Frank Vogel and he will be coaching again in the NBA. So, yes, I do believe they have overreacted. Um, now, uh, interesting one here is, um, should the NRL slash AFL have a cap on their contract years, aka you can only have five years or something like that? Um, yeah, I don't mind that actually, yeah. So I'm pretty sure yeah. well, and- the NBA does it. Yeah, but then they get bird rights. So are you introducing bird rights? No, bird rights, are, they're allowed to sign a player for cheaper if they were drafted. Oh, I thought it was if they you sign go, a long-term contract. No, nah, you can go over oh, the okay. cap to sign a player if you've got the bird rights, if I remember okay. correctly. Because yeah, I no, do remember I, I, Googling this a few years ago when I was playing NBA 2K. To work out what the hell bird rights were. Yeah. Okay. No, I thought it, I thought it was a long-term contract uh, when it came to renewal. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll actually would like to see that in um, yep. in our sport over here. Uh, now, will semi rubra 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 rubra? Oh my god! Yes. Come back to the NRL. Um. It's a good question. Can I say possibly? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I have no issues with him not coming back, to be honest. Um, definitely a talent, but um, there's plenty of freaks on the wings now. And, you know, he, he paved the way for him. And, geez, I couldn't even tell you how old he is. He'd be early 30s by now, I reckon. So, uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Don't really care if he does. Yep, fair enough. Now, bonus question. Um, it's, I was at a bit of a, a mingle um, before and this topic came up a little bit. Um, uh, defensive big men overrated in terms of yes they get rebounds yes they get blocks yes they guard the pain 
but do that like are they overrated i think you've answered your own question there in what you've said no they're not overrated this okay. like the aim of basketball is to score and those blokes are there to stop you scoring so how can you be overrated for stopping right. the aim of the game? Well, I, I, what, 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 I suppose in a way what I'm getting at is that, you know, big men tend to win the defensive player of the year. I think quite often a defensive guard gets overlooked than defensive player yeah. of the year. Yeah, I agree with AKA, that. AKA Marcus Smart. I think he'll get it this who, year who came out and made a great case, I think, for defensive guards, is that he came out and said, Rudy Gobert is not defensive player of the year because Rudy Gobert can only guard spots four to five, where Marcus Smart, this is his comment, Marcus Smart can guard one to five. Yeah, got no issue with that quote at all. Second second bonus question then. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather a defensive guard or a defensive big man? Is that their only attribute? Is that their only skill? Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to defensive big man. Okay. Okay. No, that's interesting. Yep. interesting. What's yep. my bonus okay. question? Who will be the next AFL CEO? Oh. Heard it here first. Um, Probably shouldn't have already gotten out. But a young man by the name of Dylan Hall. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, (laughs) uh, Um, what a fuck we... What a fuck we! <laughs> uh, I don't. To be honest, it's, it's, it's very early in the piece. I've heard, you know, obviously Eddie's name is always going to get brought up. Oh, um, disgusting. I hope he doesn't get it. The amount of favoritism that will go to Collingwood will be out of this world. Um, I've heard Brendan Gale's name from Richmond, which wouldn't be too bad. Um, there's Andrew Dillon, who's a general counsel for the AFL. And then there was another guy who's like a, uh, no idea, some other random dude that I haven't heard of too much. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to say I have no idea. Um, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. No idea. Nothing. Absolutely no idea. May as well be me. Oh, Jesus Christ, that place will be in the ground in no time. Uh, no, um, I, won't, uh, I can tell you straight away, the first act I would make as CEO of the AFL is for Port Adelaide to wear the prison bars. As long as you it's talk, not against Collingwood. You talk about Eddie's favouritism. No, I 100% agree. If, if you want to wear if you, you any club should be allowed to wear any Guernsey that they want, providing it's not offensive. And it doesn't clash with the team that they're playing. Okay. Right AKA North Melbourne can't come out in 
vertical blue and white stripes when they played Geelong. Um, I don't know any others that would really clash. <laughs> yeah, Richmond can't Richmond can't come out in a black and yellow, black and red stripe against Essendon when they yeah, wear their right black on. and red. Like yeah, you know, something to do like that. Like I sit there and go, Port Adelaide should this is not this is a bit advised, but Port Adelaide should be allowed to wear their prison bars. As long as that it's not against boy. Collingwood. As long as it's not against Collingwood, I think, yeah. As I said though, any team should be allowed to wear anything they want, provided it's not offensive and it doesn't clash. Alrighty. We can do that. Um, look, we are running out of time. Um, we do get hung up on the NBA. Uh, for a little bit, but what we'll do is we'll quickly go through uh, the upcoming round for the AFL and NRL. Um, there's a game in the NRL that I really want to talk about, and that is the Storm and the Sharks. And by really talk about, I mean it's going to be an absolute belter. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Storm will play well. Sharks are playing excellent. And just for playing along home, I have tipped the Sharks in an upset. Uh, I just think uh, their ability to roll forward and getting behind their uh, getting behind their forwards is going to be too much for the Storm to handle. Um, coming off an easy easy game, well, at least I think. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say easy games versus the Broncos last week who took them to the line, but uh, coming up against a quality opposition, I think the Sharks are going to be too strong. And uh, Cowboys are just about to kick off and go the Cowboys. Go the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, is there anything else in the NRL that takes you away? Uh, sea Eagles Titans, I think, will be a good game as well. Uh, should be yep. free-flowing. Um, yep. But I've been burnt by the... <laughs> Burnt by the Tigers before t- Titans before when I said there should be a free flowing game, and it yep. ended up being the most uh, poor game of NRL I've ever watched. So, yep, uh, be careful. Yeah, um, there's a oh, there's a couple of interesting one games in the AFL. I'll, I'll quickly touch on. Um, a big interesting game will be. Essendon v Fremantle Dockers. Um, yeah. I rate the Dockers at the moment. Um, I, oh, I've i got a bit of a question mark over how they go travelling over to Melbourne to play. Um, but they're playing Essendon, who I think are a bit of a poor side. Um, so I think that will be a very interesting game. Um, I think the Dockers should Get 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 a get a good win over that, but it'll be a very interesting game. Um, the other interesting game, uh, once again, this is probably a little bit of the bias coming through, but it is the Carlton Port Adelaide game. Um, it is a big game for Port Adelaide. Um, if we don't win that, then I hate to say it, but our you can put a line through our season. Um, we have a big 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 in in a literally um which i think will be um i think him coming in will be a big 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 plus i'm a little bit worried we rushed him back um but i think that's a big in 
I'd love to see Sam Hayes get a gig and run to Ruckman. Um, um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be a good game, a very good game. Um, Carlton are obviously flying, um, even with their loss to the Suns. Yeah, but that one there, I understand a little bit. You, you know, you're playing the game with Paddy Cripps, and then all of a sudden he goes out in the first quarter. That's um, a big loss. Um, it is a big loss, yeah. And I know they've got the coverage to cover him, but it's um, it sort of disrupts your whole game plan. So, um, but yeah, no, I think this will be an actual. I, I reckon it will be a very good game. I'm hoping it will be a very close game. Um, well, actually, I don't. I actually really hope that Port Adelaide blow them apart so that when I'm sitting there, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not having a heart attack. Um, <laughs> I do have to try and drive home after the game. So um, hopefully hopefully it will be a good close game. Hopefully it will be a kick after all. I like a kick after the siren like the other game the other year. But yeah. I'd also like it to be, as I said, a 60-point win or loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's, um, that's I, I think it will be a good game. I think it, like, from an outside perspective, I actually think it will be a good close game. Yeah, righto then. Righto. Um, now, surprisingly, I've put my bet on for the week already. Um, I got a you know a good win last weekend. I'm going to try and back that up this week with a five league multi. And that is, is Port Adelaide the, not included. Port Adelaide is not included. Lovely. But I have gone the South Sydney Rabbitohs to beat the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, South are paying $1.26. I think that's a little bit overs for them, even without Latrell Mitchell. Uh, now I've gone the Western Bulldogs to beat North Melbourne by 25 plus. Um, and I just think they're a side that is definitely four goals better than North Melbourne. Uh, this one is. Uh, my question mark, and that is Chelsea to beat Crystal Palace in the FA Cup semi-final. Uh, I actually think Chelsea could win the FA Cup, so they need to get through Palace. They've got the easier draw. The other game is Man City versus Liverpool. Um, so we've got uh, Chelsea to beat Crystal Palace. Uh, I've got Milwaukee Bucks to win uh, over Chicago on Monday. And I've actually got Geelong to beat Hawthorne as well on Monday. Uh, I have power played that and managed to get odds of $5.29. Oh, that's some juice there. Like yeah. It. Yeah, I thought there was a bit of juice there, so uh, I was pretty happy to take that. Now, surprisingly, I have one bet so far for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, this is on... I'm not going to say... I, I actually quite enjoy this. One of my friends owns this horse, and I quite like it. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the jockey. Um, however, um, the horse is Express Pass. Um, it is racing tomorrow, race six at sale. Um, it's in a pretty good field. Um You've got Lombardo, Brooklyn Hustles, Showmanship. Um, there's a few good horses in there. 
Um, Express Pass won, whoa, what, what was it, about a month ago? Um, it um, it was at Flemington that it won. Uh, it's uh, come third a few weeks back by that um, when Brooklyn Hustle actually come second um, to beat it. Um, but this horse sometimes just has a way to just win. Um, and if I'm honest, it has saluted a few times for me at big odds. Um, and it, at times it has lost when it's been the favourite. <laughs> um, well, so I'm, only, I'm, I'm betting with confidence and it's a, uh, a little... A little bit. Um, I'm only doing ten dollars each way. Yep. Um, and what I'm actually doing, I'm being a little bit cheeky, and I am actually doing two separate bets: one for place, one for fixed, so that you can uh. get the um, odds boost or power played odds of twelve dollars seventy five to win. Yep. And three dollars fifty to place. Not bad. Not bad. So, um, I, I, I like it. Hopefully, it is a good Friday for us. I hope so. I hope so. As I say, I'm a little bit worried about the um, jockey. I've never heard of the jockey. Um, Who is it? Fred Kersley. You've never heard of Fred Kersley? You have? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking with me right now. I'm not joking. Yes, I've heard of Fred Kersley. I've seen him race. Hey? I've seen him race. Right. Well, I haven't heard of Fred Kersley. And you call yourself the racing expert. I don't call myself the racing expert. (laughs) You do when we're not on on online or on air. No, I do not. Um, yeah, he's, he's a jockey, so I wouldn't be too worried about him on board. Well, you know what? Still going to be a bit upset, uh, a bit, bit, bit hesitant with him. But you know, I would have. I, the jockey that I would have liked to be on there was Blake McDougall. Yeah, um, I love Blake. Blake, but yeah, here you go, jockey and horse. He has had one start for one third. So that yep. bodes well. Yeah, no, we'll be right. So, uh, but yeah, express pass, race six, sale. Um, and I will find some hopefully juicy stuff. Um, hopefully it won't be like last week where it gets voided because Paddy Cripps does his hamstring. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I will find something else at some stage. No, beautiful. All righty. Well, uh, Dylan, always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Uh, sorry we went a bit over time, but look, have a good Easter. If you're travelling, travel safe, uh, throw on the podcast, listen to us. Uh, we'll get you to your destination. But most of all, stay safe, enjoy the break, and stay sweet. So I will say... Huru from me, Lockie. Uh, yeah, everyone. I'm. I have a good Easter. I try not to eat too much chocolate if you're that way inclined. 
Um, and yeah, hopefully you spend it doing what you love. See you later, folks. Back, back in our winners. Back in our winners. That's-